Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast with Peely. I have decided to take over the podcast. I told Jason to go on site and go take care of our houses while I talk to Melissa Johnson. Melissa, hi, Melissa. Hey. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I was about to jump into like a whole explanation about what you do, but I can't even like begin. You are just like a wonder woman, a powerhouse of like strength and like business. And that's the reason why I wanted to talk to you alone. Oh, thank you. Welcome on our podcast. Yay. My first non-flipping junkie podcast. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Wow. I feel, I feel honored. Yay. (laughs) Well, why don't we get started? So Melissa, tell me a little bit about yourself and sort of how you got started in real estate. Um, a lot of, um, long time flipping junkies probably know our story. So I'll keep it, keep it concise, but, um, you know, Danny and I worked together um, at our, our real jobs, and his dad was flipping houses. And you know, he just saw what he was doing and the freedom that it allowed. And I think that was the biggest draw for us, especially because we worked for the government. Uh, we were government contractors, so it wasn't very exciting. So he was, you know, his dad was flipping houses, and we just saw all the things. You know, he was traveling all the time, and you know, things were still happening for him, and it was just very appealing. And so we said, you know, let's just give this a try. So we kind of, um, we got a mentor Mm -hmm. and which is to me like a huge thing for anybody getting involved in the business for the first time. Um, we got a mentor and we started working with him and we just kind of started part-time and this was about 14 years ago. And then we gradually, um, made the transition into full-time. And so we've been doing it ever since then. But over the last year and a half or so, well, probably about two years now, we decided to kind of change our business up a little bit. And actually, instead of just Danny and I doing everything, because we were both wearing about 10 different hats. So (laughs) (laughs) I understand that. You can imagine how crazy that was. Um, we just decided to start building a team and really transforming a kind of a mom and pop, just the two of us business into more of a real business where we have um, team members that work with us and help us with things. And it's just been awesome. So tell me about that mind shift because it, it takes a little bit of a mind shift to go from, okay, just me and my husband, we're doing everything ourselves. Um, and we're the only people that can, that can do this. Of course, how do you, how, for the listeners out there, how do you do that mind shift? How do you realize one day that you need to hire people to help you? Um, like what was the, what was the big aha moment? The big aha moment when we needed to hire somebody, we're getting old. I'm getting too old for this running around all the time stuff. No, but, um, you know, you just, you realize that you do want more freedom and we, we did have a lot of freedom and we were free to, 
kind of um, do as many or as little, as many or few deals as we wanted to, but we were realizing, you know, because we were wearing all the hats ourselves, if anything stopped, you know, if we needed, if we wanted to take a break or vacation or anything like that, everything would come to a complete stop because there was no one to pick up anything for us. So like marketing would stop and work on houses would stop. And, you know, after a while it's, it, it's not freedom because you'd have to come back and get to start all over again. And it was just a lot of stop, start, stop, start kind of situations. So, um, we did bring on an acquisitions person. Um, was that your first hire? That was our first hire. And you know, just letting go of that control initially. <laughs> it's hard. It's so hard. And and for us, I think, well, for me, um, you know, this was kind of our baby. You know, we had, um, and I'm a mom, obviously. So uh-huh. <laughs> the business is another one. Get into that. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it's really difficult at first letting somebody into your business when you've been doing it yourself the whole time and just, you know, letting them in and being able to see like what you're doing and because they see everything, you know, they see where you're messing up or, you know, and it's just, um, and, and having trust, you know, bringing somebody in to, you know, that you're kind of mentoring and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But the guy we hired, I couldn't think of anybody better for a first hire. I mean, he's just going to be fantastic. He's still with us. Um, we're all kind of like a family here because we're a very small team, but um, it, he's been great. So that was our first hire. And that was just really, when I was able to unload a lot of things onto him, mm-hmm. it just felt so fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the freedom that you've been like wondering like, cause you get into this business for, well, a lot of people get into this business for the, for financial freedom and for freedom and for their time to have more time to do the things that they love. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us, especially right now, Jason and I are like kind of in the dregs of like getting the business started. So I understand exactly where you were because that's where we are right now. We're just hiring people and it's just, it's sort of mind boggling how much time you get freed up once you, once you start leveraging people, it's an amazing thing. Amazing thing. Oh yeah. I've become the queen of delegation. (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot to learn from you. (laughs) I am excellent at delegating. (laughs) It's kind of my jam. I love it. (laughs) So talking about delegating. So we, we actually had, we had, for all the listeners out there, we had Danny Johnson, Melissa's husband, on a couple of weeks ago. And he said that, Melissa, you took over the flipping aspect of your business. Now, Danny and Melissa have a few different businesses um, that we'll get into. So why the, why the takeover? <laughs> Well, it wasn't hostile. I will say that. (laughs) (laughs) So the not so hostile takeover. Not the gentle takeover. Gentle takeover. Um, Okay. No, what happened was it was actually, this was a huge turning point for us in our business. Just, um, I can't say enough, like how exciting this, this actually was, 
we were at our mastermind group and we were meeting and we have these hot seat things where we stand up and we talk about our business and stuff. And so we're up there talking about things. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners know that we've got um, the software business also. So we've got our lead propeller websites, our AI mobile flip pilot that's coming out, our new CRM, which is amazing. So we're excited for that. So excited about it. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, so that's what a lot of people wanted to hear about, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so we're kind of trying to talk about the flipping stuff and we're trying to talk about the software things and, you know, so we get it all out and we talk about it and stuff with the group and get a lot of good feedback and everything. And then later on that evening, he and I were just sitting there talking, kind of reviewing the day and stuff like that. And I said, you know, I just had this huge epiphany. I don't know why it took so long to realize. (laughs) So, you know, um, Danny has a software background, so he knows all about software and, you know, how to code and all this stuff. And I know nothing about that. (laughs) (laughs) I know how to use it, but I don't know how to create it or anything. And, and, um, but I do know about house flipping from doing it for so long. And I told him, what are we doing here? What are we doing? This makes no sense. We have two businesses. We're both trying to be involved in both of these things. Doesn't it make more sense to split the two apart? Why don't I deal with the house flipping since that's what I know? You deal with the software because that's what you know. And that way we can focus all of our energy on that one thing instead of, you know, me trying to be in like developer meetings and, you know, you know, I like to give my input and everything, but boom. Yeah, but I'm not trying to code anything. Yes. (laughs) I don't know how things work. I know what I would like to have happen, Mm -hmm. but. And then that's on them. But, you know, I'm just, I'm doing little things over here and he's doing little things over here with flipping and, you know, stuff that just made no sense. We were all just crisscross. It was just kind of a mess really. And it was just so clear in that moment that what needed to happen, you know, just to split it all apart. And so for us, it was just huge. And so we came back from the mastermind. It was like, okay, it was such a relief to know, like, I don't have to worry about all this software junk anymore. I can just concentrate on this. And so then my main focus became, I'm building a team because I'm not doing all this by myself. Yes. I'm not an acquisitions person. You know, I mean, I've, I've done it, but it's not my strong point. Um, so I feel, I felt like, well, I know what my strong points are. So I'm going to focus on those and I'm going to build a team out to do the rest of the things that I'm not good at because... I feel like that's a big part of running a successful business is it's okay that you don't know how, you know, you're not the greatest at dispositions or acquisition, but you find the person that is and let them rock it out. You know, (laughs) Fantastic. I'm going to like take what you just said and put it on like repeat at least 10 times for the listeners out there. (laughs) It's okay not to know something or not to be good at something in your business. It's okay. That's why you hire people. That's why you leverage other people who are good at it. Exactly. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. And take your time finding those people too. I feel like a lot of times people, they're like, oh, I got to build my team. And they're just like rushing around, like hire, 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 you know, and just not really spending the time. Um, Because it does take time. It takes time to find those people and really um, just get to know them and, and, you know, make sure that they're a good fit. I mean, there's just so many other components besides a skill, at least in our hiring process, there is. 
you know, they, they've got to fit. <laughs> exactly. I mean, cause you, like you said before, they're sort of, they're sort of part, become part of your family, become part of your, like, uh, let's, let's say large family. Cause we haven't even hit on that. So, oh, yeah. so, um, well, we're in, you know, we're going to jump around a little bit here. <clears throat> so let's go back to a little bit about you. So how many children do you and Danny have? We have five, we have five kids. <laughs> um. So never a dull moment in our house. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so you, you are the mother of five children and you run basically a house flipping industry, like huge business. Um, how many, how many uh, projects, I guess, flipping projects and wholesaling projects did you do last year? Oh, um, round number. I'm like, oh, this is embarrassing. No, um, last year was a little slower just because we were kind of in that transition mode. Yes. So we kind of always just did like, no, I think we could always say this. We just did like enough, you know what I mean? Like we didn't have like crazy, like outrageous goals or anything, but we always just did. It, It was always fine. It wasn't like super busy or anything. So what's, what's enough to you? Cause I'm sure enough yeah. to you is like 10 times more than most of the world is doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think we might've ended the year with like, uh, gosh, maybe like 20 something deals, something like that. <laughs> See that, that is 15 more than we did last year. So, so yeah, that's awesome. And plus you were in the rebuilding stages of your business. You had just taken over the business. Um, Danny had split off and, and he's doing the flip pilot and REI mobile and the lead propeller. And we'll get a little into that a little bit in a little bit. Um, so (laughs) if you guys did between 20 and 25 while revamping your entire business, that's amazing. Yeah, um, we were doing a lot more flips last year. Uh-huh. So we've done way more wholesaling this year, so our deals have definitely increased this That's year. That's amazing. Do you yeah. know your numbers for for this year by any chance so far? Definitely more than twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I mean, you're ramping up. You had a year last year where you're, you're, where you're revamping everything. And then into this year where everything's like ramping up, going sky high, you've already done more than 20, 25. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. We've done Like everything's ramped up. We've built the team up. We've increased our marketing substantially. I mean, like crazy, (laughs) (laughs) crazy marketing, but you know, I have people that can deal with all that. Now, if I'd have done that crazy marketing last year, and it was just me, I don't, I wouldn't have survived. Well, let's, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about that, about growing responsibly. Cause I know that's, that's actually a problem that Jason and I are having right now, like growing responsibly, making sure that you have the team in place um, to do that. So maybe talk a little bit about that. Um, well, what I did was, you know, after we came back from that meeting and just made this decision of what we were going to do, kind of just sat down and really kind of created a little bit of a roadmap. It's just like, okay, where are we going? What do we want to do? Do we have a goal? Who do we need to hire? What are we going to do? What are we going to pay them? (laughs) You know, all those sorts of things. So that all had to be figured out 
kind of ahead of time, you know, just so that I could have a blueprint at least of kind of where we were going with everything. Um, so I did, you know, we had the acquisitions person Mm -hmm. and then initially we ended up hiring, um, we made another hire a girl to do dispositions. Okay. And, um, she was doing, she was kind of a hybrid. She was kind of doing dispositions and lead intake. Um, but we didn't have a whole lot of marketing going on at the time. So the acquisition, they were kind of sharing that responsibility and we were having, poor thing. We had her calling probates and, um, she quit because it was emotionally too much for her. It was just, it was difficult, you know? And so, but it was lesson learned for us, you know, it's like maybe calling probates isn't the best thing, you know, right now. So we just continued with the mailing of the probates, but, um, I guess just like that made me, I don't know. It's just like taking little steps and then evaluating what's happening and seeing if that's the right thing. So, and I knew in that moment, okay, we need to change the way we're doing probates. We really don't need a dispositions person. We need a lead intake person because we've decided to increase all the marketing. So then that was my next hire. And so, um, because, you know, if you're up, if you're upping the marketing, you definitely need somebody there that's going to be able to handle all of that on a full-time basis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so. I'm, I'm nodding because we upped our marketing and I was the one taking the phone calls and I just, I couldn't, like, I couldn't handle them all. Yeah, um, so, hard. yeah. So we did the ex- exact same thing you did. We hired kind of like a dual person. We actually hired two acquisitions and then gave them both the phones and then one went on vacation. The other one became acquisitions, dispositions and lead intake, and which is too much for him. Thank goodness he's still with us. <laughs> so <laughs> we hired some great people, but we've been, it's been a, it's been a growing process. So it is it's just like constant evaluation of what's working and what's not working. And that's part of our process too, is just, um, we've made that part of our like strategic planning sort of things, just, you know, we constantly evaluate our processes for everything. I love um, that. Which is, it's been very helpful. And it's just like keeping a very observant eye on what's going on in your business and, you know, really like looking at your numbers, like, is this working? Is this not working? Is this person working out or not? Like, what do they need help with? Are they, what are they good at? You know, so, so back to that, it, it turns out that the guy we hired to do lead intake did a fantastic job at lead intake. And it was great for him to start there because he really, you know, he learned how to run comps. He learned how to talk to people on the phone. He learned how to um, like determine motivation for people calling in. Um, He was dealing with all of those kinds of things. And from all that, it turns out we discovered he was an awesome salesperson. I mean, he was nice. good with people, like really good. And people just, they found him charming and they liked him. And our acquisitions guy would go out and they would just talk about how fantastic the guy on the phone was and <laughs> all this. So I'm thinking, huh, <laughs> Maybe this guy could be an acquisitions person. Nice. And it was, it was very fortunate that my, the guy that was doing acquisitions at the time, he actually is fantastic at team building and kind of managing like day-to-day sort of things. So from that, from evaluating again, I was able to transition my lead intake to acquisitions 
and my acquisitions guy became my COO. And so he's COO now and he does our wholesale dispositions still, which that's a spot I'll need to fill later on, but Mm -hmm. it's just growing those things. Like, you know, there's no reason to rush out, but finding what people are good at, putting them into that role, you know, and just letting them fly with it. Yeah. Putting the people in the right seat in the bus, right? I think the quote goes. Yeah, yeah. Put them in. Wow. So my, my, I feel like all my people on the right seat on the bus, and then so as he was transitioning to acquisitions, we hired a new girl, and she's doing the lead intake, and she's doing an awesome job at that. She's phenomenal. Phone and people, you know, we're getting the same thing from her, but she's really good in that role. You know, she, I don't have to worry about transitioning her to acquisition. She is perfect for lead intake. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like that spot's filled now. So we have a few more hires to make, but we're just kind of doing it as we can take pieces out and and assign them to somebody else. It's just been so helpful. So helpful. So, so you've been, you took over the house flipping wholesaling aspect of your business about one to two years ago. Is that correct? Um, It will be a year in October. A year in October. Congratulations. Yay. (laughs) So I have a couple of questions regarding that. So how do you balance the the work family life? Because you have five children and you just told me that it's never a dull moment. So how, how do you find that balance? Um, you know, it's tough. It's tough because I I don't know that I really believe in balance. Nothing's ever totally in balance. You know, um, I don't know if you've read the one thing, but (laughs) it's a great book. Um, but you know, because if you're focused on one thing, something else is going to lose your attention. So I try to, when I'm at work, be focused on work. And when I go home, be focused at home on, on the kids but it is tough, you know, and, but that's one of the great things about this business is the ability to be a family person when I need to during the day, you know, so if my kids, if I want to go have lunch with my kids, I can, you know, and so those are the kind of like just small things that I do to try, you know, like I will, um, I'll work. And then when they get off of school, I'll take them like on Fridays, we have a standing ice cream date. So I take them out for ice cream. Awesome. (laughs) Um, but I can, cause I leave the office early and I go and pick them up from school and we go have ice cream and, um, or if I, you know, I try to have lunch with them ever so often at school, but things like that. Um, but having my team has really helped me too with all that, honestly, having somebody back down to the team. Yeah. It really is about the team because it, it is a team effort running this. But having those people in in place there, things are still happening and I'm still able to, t- I take my kids to school every single day. I pick them up every single day, you know, and I just know that these are my core hours of work. And when I'm not there, I can still handle things through phone and email and stuff, but I know that there are people there. They're taking the calls. I don't have to take the calls anymore. Um, they're going on appointments, you know, just those are things I don't have to really worry about anymore. And that does make me 
able to sort of balance. <laughs> that's, no, that's amazing. I mean, you said it simply, it's just, it's all about the focus. When you're at work, you're focused on work. When you're with your family, you're focused on family. I mean, it sounds, it sounds so ridiculously simple, but like just doing, just focusing is sometimes hard for a lot of people. So, so thank you for that. I mean, just, I mean, just putting it simply. And that's like in any aspect of, if you do any aspect of work, that you really should be focusing on what's at hand and doing the one thing. By the way, that is a great book. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I think I read it once a year now because it's just, uh, just kind of just to get that focus back. Um, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot right now. So what is or has been the biggest failure that you've faced in real estate? What did you learn from it? And were you able to rebound? Biggest failure in real estate. Um, like for me personally? Um, for you personally or as business? Um, I can't really say our business has been a failure, but I've had a few failures, <laughs> which is fine. You know, I, I was kind of hard on myself, especially towards the end of last year when taking over all this stuff. And I was super overwhelmed because honestly, like, I hadn't been doing, um, you know, I was involved with things, but I left, you know, I was kind of always in the background for a lot of things and Danny took care of a lot of stuff. Like I wasn't doing project management or anything like that or dealing with contractors. And, um, when I started doing all that, um, I just, I struggled a little bit because I was, I took on all those hats and it's like, Oh God, (laughs) what have I done? (laughs) Am I making the right decisions? I don't know. Um, I spent $80,000 on marketing, (laughs) (laughs) which it actually has been fine. Um, but it was scary. You know, it was, it was, um, it was, it was like a risk that I was very afraid to take, Mm -hmm. but, um, but it's worked out, but that was like a scary thing that I learned a lot from as far as like, I spent a lot of money, but learning about how to like focus where everything needed to be and stuff with all the marketing was kind of a learning curve for me. But I think my biggest failure was, was project management. Um, I got bogged down with rehabs and for the first time ever lost, had a loss on a property and that was tough for me because I don't like to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. And I don't know if anyone ever wants to admit that they, that they lose money on a deal, but I will own it. I, I lost money on a deal. It, you know, we sold it, it ended up, you know, got rid of it and everything, but it was just a lot of things. Like we held it too long. Um, I didn't manage the project as well as I probably could or should have didn't. Um, so I learned a lot from that. And so I'm okay with, I, I own the failure. I know I failed. Um, but I learned a lot from it and I did not make that mistake again. <laughs> it forced me to make some changes. So I will not be fooling with any more properties that need foundation work. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Those are horrible. Um, well, see, I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack a little bit like on the question. So it's, it's, I'm going to take that back. It's not a failure if you learn from it. It sounds like it was a huge success in 
education. Right. You got to get your feet wet and you got to, I don't really like the word fail, but you got to fail big. Mm -hmm. And in failing big, you learned. Oh, I learned. (laughs) So it's not really a failure if you learn, because now you can take that learning and take it to all your other projects. And I'm sure, um, I'm not sure if you've hired a project manager, we're actually looking for one. I am too, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Out there. Hello, everybody. Looking for a project manager. San Antonio, come come see me. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I do need a project. That is actually the last piece of the puzzle that I need to, um, not puzzle, I guess, but the last piece of (laughs) my major job duties that I do Mm -hmm. need to unload. And I still want to be involved because I actually... I actually love project management. I love going to the jobs and I love planning the jobs, but it does take a lot of time and focus away from, I should be growing the business more. Working on the business, not in the business. Exactly. But you know, and and you hear that, but I feel like if you're passionate about something, Mm -hmm. then it's okay. You know, it's like, I'm making the choice to do that. Yes. It's not like it's being put on, like I have to go plan a rehab or I have to go pick out stuff, but you know what? I like that. Yeah. And so, you know, if I can have help as far as like managing, you know, well, let me go check and make sure this was done. You know, this milestone's been met or let me go pay this contractor, you know, things like that. If I had help with would be helpful, but. um, Well, like uh, one of our, one of our mentors says, um, you don't have to do any of this stuff. You get to do it. So the fact that you're just saying that it's a choice, because we're, I think, like for Jason and I, we're trying to grow our business and we're trying to live by the not work in, into the business, but work on it. And there's a lot to be said for working on the business, but then we feel bad. Or I know sometimes I feel bad where I'm just like, okay, so... I need to start taking the phone calls again because something's happening that we're not, we're not converting leads. We're not converting as much leads as we were when I was doing it. So I need to take them back and then retrain my people. So, but sometimes something inside me goes, oh, now I'm taking the calls. I feel like I failed, but not really because I'm choosing to take that back and there's a reason I'm doing it. So I think, I think my next question is like, like, how do you take the time to be like kind to yourself? Cause, and this goes with the, with what you were saying about dealing with the overwhelm. Cause I know I do, I get overwhelmed probably daily. Um, oh, yeah. but how do you, how do you deal with the overwhelm and how do you, how do you make sure that you're kinder to yourself? Um, well, so dealing with the overwhelm, that's a huge problem that I have actually, um, I've been doing a lot of self-evaluation through all of this process too. Let me just say (laughs) lots of personal growth over the last year. Um, And for me with the overwhelm is just, um, you know, I'm still struggling with that. Honestly, I, I just learned recently about white space. I don't know if you've heard of this or not. No, I haven't. It's actually really interesting. Um, Darn, I can't remember the lady's name. But I went to, so I went to a global leadership summit a couple of weeks ago, which was fantastic. And there was a woman speaking about, about having white space throughout your day. And basically it's taking a pause between activities and just kind of clearing your mind and almost resetting yourself before you start onto the next thing. 
Um, so I'm trying to be mindful of taking more pauses because I have a tendency to, um, I have ADHD. So I am like jumping from like a million things. You know, I see something on my desk and my phone's lighting up and then an email's popping up and you know, it just, it's You're like, it's I need hard. to do it all at once. Yeah. I'm like, I have to do all the things. <laughs> <laughs> all the things. <laughs> I must cover it all before I go home. <laughs> I have until three. So <laughs> yes. Um, so that, um, I'm still struggling with that. But one thing I, I will say that has helped me is having a planner. Mm. And I'm kind of an old school nerd as far as I know everybody likes to put all the stuff in their phone and have every, not me. <laughs> I write it all down. My planner's ridiculous. I have lists in there and I use it. It's called a passion planner. And, um, and I love this thing and I love it because it's, um, you have a, a monthly overview, but then it's by week, which is helpful for me. Okay. And each week you can see the entire week at a glance and it's got each day listed with like times for everything. Cause I do a lot of things that are like time scheduled, you know, like I have a meeting on this day at this time or appointment here. And so I fill all those things in. And then the bottom section is like a personal to-do list and a work to-do list. And so as things pop up, I write them down and I don't commit to having those lists completed like for a day. I give myself the whole week. And that's helped me out a lot as far as not feeling like I have to like rush everything to get it all crammed into one day. So I kind of, um, at the beginning of the week, set myself up and I just make my list of things I know I need to get done that week. And then as I finish them, I like to check them off. But, uh, Good. Yeah. Being organized that way helps me with the overwhelm feeling because I feel like things are happening. I'm getting things done. And then if I don't, I just carry it over to the next week. You know, if it's something. Give like, yourself a breather. I'm giving, yeah. I'm giving, I'm trying to give myself a little grace there. Yes. Give yourself grace. Yes. I don't think, I don't think we give ourselves grace that you're so, yeah, I, I'm like lo- almost looking into a mirror. Like I, <laughs> I had to, I had to, um, in states, time blocking into my life and something I've been meaning to do for years. And that definitely helped me because I know from this time to this time, I'm focusing on my one thing. And then I have like my time block for my one thing is nine to 12. I have lunch. Mm -hmm. And then from, I think it's one to four, I have it actually labeled everything else. Everything else goes there, but then I have to get my one thing done. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I think that's helped a lot. And then as far as your question about um, how do I take care of myself? Yes. <laughs> I love to exercise. Awesome. <laughs> that way, I guess. I, I don't know, maybe not. But that is that is the one thing that I absolutely make time for. And everybody on my team knows, don't bother me <laughs> on Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from eight to nine o'clock, because that is my hour. <laughs> it's my power hour. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I boot camp, um, twice a week. And then I, um, I, I've actually started, I, I guess maybe about a year ago doing Muay Thai. Wow. Which is freaking so fun. <laughs> and what? Workout. Oh yeah. It's, it's a blast. And so I do that um, twice a week also. 
Nice. And that's just my time for me. And it's what I enjoy. And I, you know, everybody knows already at this point, don't schedule (laughs) me, don't call me, don't bother me. (laughs) Unless you're going to come and join her in a class in which she's going to, um, well, she's, she's (laughs) (laughs) even my contractor knows. He said, he always tells me, I won't bother you during your workout time. (laughs) (laughs) Good contractor. Good contractor. Actually, I love my contractor. He's the best. (laughs) (laughs) So what is your big why? Why do you do all this? My big why? I do it. I, I do it for the freedom. I really do. I do it for the freedom. And I honestly love what I do and I don't think I've ever had a job. Well, sounds bad to call this a job, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun, but honestly, I, I really love what I do. I do. I like, um, I like that we're able to help people, mm-hmm. you know, get them out of situations. I love being able to transform a house that was totally disgusting into something amazing. <laughs> um, I love working with my team because they're just so awesome. I I really do just love the people that I work with. I love everything about it, but I also love being able to, you know, we took our girls, they graduated, we have twins and they graduated from high school this spring. Congratulations. Yes. (laughs) And we were able to take them on a trip to Maui for a whole week And that was just one of the best trips we've ever had. I mean, it was fantastic, you know, and it was actually funny because the week before that I took just the kids, I was very brave. I took all five of them and I drove them to Destin, Florida. Basically I did nothing but be on the beach the whole month of June, (laughs) honestly, like right when school got out. We, um, I packed them up. I took them on a road trip. We went to New Orleans. Um, we went to Destin. We stayed for a week in a condo and one of my girlfriends came with her kids and then another one of her friends came. And so we just kind of had this mom and kids week in Florida. And then we came back from that for like four days. And then we were in Maui for a week. And then we came back from that and we had a family trip, uh, down at the coast here in Texas. Uh-huh. Uh, for a long weekend. So we all did that as a family, like all seven of us or wait, no, six of us, the oldest one didn't go. And, um, that was just like having that time and that freedom is just, that's why I I do all this to be able to do things like that, you know? And knowing that your business is going to continue on because you hired the correct people to be there. That's amazing. (laughs) Great. I mean, they, you know, they didn't hardly bother. If they needed something, you know, he would text me or send me an email or whatever, you know, but I knew that everything was in good hands, that things were being taken care of. And it's just amazing. You know, I, I did a closing next to the pool one day, you know, <laughs> it's <was> fantastic. <laughs> you're like, you're docu-signing, you know, yeah. you're closing at that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, it's just, and I feel like there's nothing like it. It's just the best. well let's let's talk a little bit about your other your other businesses you said that um right now you have 
a CRM called REI Mobile, which we could talk about, but you are coming out with like the 10X ultra version of REI Mobile called uh, Flip Pilot. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about that. Ooh, your your eyes lit up. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I'm so excited about Flip Pilot, actually. Um, Not that I don't love REI Mobile, but um, Flip Pilot's going to be way better. It's super cool. Um, What I love about our software and everything is that we are actually real estate investors designing software for real estate investors. So it's all the things that we're doing and that we're wanting, you know, features and, you know, things like that, that's like really usable stuff. Good. And it's really awesome because you're going to be able to have your whole team involved with this, you know, flip pilot, like everybody has their own um, things that they can do in the system. And it's just a really great way to manage your business. Um, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to steal all Danny's thunder, but, <laughs> but it is well, going to be great. I mean, we've been working really hard on that for, for a while. And, um, it was kind of, we were at a point where it was like, okay, we need to do something with RIM mobile. Cause you know, we need to do something with this or let's just grab it, start from scratch and build something totally frigging awesome. So <laughs> that's the option we went for. Well, I can't um, wait for it to, do you know, do you have like a release date or when is it going to come out? Um, soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, leaving us, leaving us uh, waiting and wanting. But, um, but we have a lot of other projects too. You know, we've got the lead propeller websites, which are. Talk, talk uh, a little bit about that. Yeah. Templates for real estate investors, um, which will feed into flip pilot, just like it does with REI mobile right now. Okay. So when you get leads coming through through your website, it goes into your CRM, which is awesome. Um, and then, uh, Danny's been doing seller lead hacks. I don't know if he mentioned that. No seller lead hacks. Yeah. What's that? So seller lead hacks is basically a course on how to generate online leads and I think it's, it's closed right now. It was only allowed a certain amount of people in, but it will be out soon again. <laughs> so all this can be found on your website, correct? Right. If you want to get more information on it? Yeah, I would go to flippingjunkie.com. Okay. And that pretty much everything is on there. Um, you can watch the podcasts on there. Uh, we have YouTube channel, YouTube videos, um, Instagram, Facebook groups. <laughs> um, we have a closed flip pilot group. So if anyone's interested in joining that on Facebook, um, that'll be for the people using the flip pilot CRM when that comes out and just getting people involved. Um, it's been a really great thing. I'm actually super involved with the flip pilot group. Um, a lot of people are there. Well, you're part of it. Yes. It's, it's been amazing. I actually, I've, I actually went through it, um, yesterday and people, it's great because people can ask you questions directly. And I went through all of it and they always get an answer no matter what. It's amazing. Like any sort of question that you have, you can go there and ask Melissa and Danny and they'll get back to you. Yeah, it's really great. And the people in the community too are super helpful. You know, everybody, it's been very active. People asking and answering each other's questions and helping each other out with things. And 
So that's, I mean, that's the great thing about these Facebook communities is that you can have the space to ask a question without like feeling that, you know, you should know this. No, I mean, we were all beginners at one point. So following that thought, like what steps would you give someone new to real estate, um, like vital pieces for someone looking to start their journey to real estate? Like what do they need to start? Two things. <laughs> Education and a mentor. Nice. That's, that's what I would suggest. How would you go about looking for a mentor? Um, well, you know, actually getting involved with some of those Facebook groups mm-hmm. uh, would be one way that, that you could. Um, talking to your local RIA groups, um, maybe doing some research and finding out who are some of the big investors in town you know, who's buying a lot of properties and maybe talking to them and just like, Hey, I'm getting involved in the business. You know, the thing with a mentor is that, you know, mentor is not just going to sit there and just like mentor you for nothing, you know, for no, (laughs) you know, you've got to show some initiative and you've got to show that you've been educating yourself and ask intelligent questions and have possible, you know, solutions to things and, you know, really you know, be coachable. Yeah. Try to add value to your mentor's life while taking the value that they have to offer you from their experience. Well, before I leave you, here's a couple of things. What are words that you live by? Do you have any words to leave our our listeners with? (laughs) Oh, that's a tough one. Words that I live by. Um, I don't know, because I'm more of a quote kind of girl. <laughs> well, do you have a quote that you live by? Actually, so, well, you can't see this. Maybe, but I keep this on my desk. Nice. So for all the listeners out there, she's holding up a little sign that says, do what's right, not what's easy. Maybe explain why that is part of your life and it's on your desk. You see it every day. You know, it's, I think it just, there's a lot of hard things, right? I mean, managing your business and personally in life. And sometimes um, if you're unsure about something, do the thing that's right. Because, and, and it might not always be the easy thing. You know, sometimes it's a hard thing. Sometimes it's having to let somebody go, you know, that you, you may like this person, um, but they're not doing the job you know, you know, or, um, you know, we do a lot of, uh, seller financing and rentals stuff too. And sometimes, you know, you got to evict people, <laughs> you know, they're not, yeah. and it's a hard That's thing not easy. A story and, you know, they might have kids or something and it's like, and you try to give them opportunities and, you know, and I do, cause I'm, kind of soft with that stuff. I actually, I actually did finally hire somebody to deal with that stuff. Cause I can't good for you handle that anymore. It's just too emotional for, I get too emotional. Um, but you have to do those things. It's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing to, to tell somebody they have to leave their house, but you know, it's the right thing. It's not helping your business. It's not helping you. It's not helping them in the no, end. Cause you're just enabling them. Yeah. And so I just think that that, that quote applies 
to so many different parts of your life and business. And, you know, you just, you just got to do the right thing, you know, what is right, not what is easy. Yeah. And even running our business too, you know, we talked about this in the flip pilot group not long ago about letting people out of contracts, Mm. you know? (laughs) Yeah. We're dealing with that too. Yeah. You know, and sometimes, you know, sometimes you, you have to, you know, and it's, you know, it's the right thing to do and doesn't make it any easier than no. an easy pill to swallow. But at the end, if, if you're able to sleep at night, then, you know, yeah. that's, I mean, what, what great words to live by. I mean, that, that, it, that goes into every aspect of, of anyone's life, no matter what you do, where you are, do what is right, not what is easy. I mean, that's, that's a lesson that the world can take. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> so again, before we leave you, what is the best way to find you? Best way to find me? Um, sitting behind my desk. <laughs> 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 for any of our listeners out there that want more information on any of like on flip pilot on lead propeller on, on yes. rei mobile we have Muay Thai. Uh, yeah, Muay Thai. <laughs> come see me uh at the club uh let's see we've got uh, well flippingjunkie.com obviously mm-hmm. it's it's probably the top the top place because you can find a lot of our stuff there um we have the the group on facebook the flip pilot group Mm-hmm. We have the podcast on iTunes, the Flipping Junkie podcast. We also have a Flipping Junkie YouTube channel, which is um, me doing a series of <laughs> slightly awkward videos. I love <laughs> awkward videos. I do those all the time. <laughs> I'm still working on that, y'all. So just give me give me some grace with that. Uh, uh, and Danny's got some vlogs and stuff like that on there too. Um, the podcast we're on instagram flipping junkie perfect and that's everything (laughs) well thank you so very much melissa for joining us this has been amazing um with my uh not so hostile takeover of of our uh of the rei foundation podcast um (laughs) again melissa thank you so much um it's been an amazing amazing interview Um, and thank you for all of our listeners out there. Uh, thank you for joining us again. If you have any questions for me or for Melissa, you can find her at flippingjunkie.com. This is Peely for the REI foundation podcast. Thank you so very much. Everyone have a great day. Bye now. Thanks for tuning into the REI foundation podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you in real estate.